0: close all right so welcome back it's been a long time we haven't had a podcast in a while we've been busy a lot of different ministry outreaches and uh gatherings but it's good to be back at a uh, at the podcast and being able to do some interviews especially with with our young guests today um so we just want to welcome them to uh biblical prophecy and the state of the church and this episode we want to, just really emphasize what God is doing with the younger generation, what they call the Gen Zers. Uh the Gen Zers, I think, are between the ages of 18 through 29. That's Gen Z, right? Millennials, I think, have a little bit of a longer, they're a little older. Um, but Gen Z is 18 through 29 uh, statistically, then Generation Alpha is which I learned this weekend in a in a children's conference, actually, in a young adults conference. Gen Alpha is actually anything, anybody under the age of 18. So you guys are in the age bracket of Gen Zers. Now, really quickly, before you guys introduce yourselves individually, um, Gen Z has the highest percentage of people, young adults that identify as LGBTQ or transgender. That's actually a fact. That's actually a survey. Uh, Gen Z also, many of them, a large percentage of them consider themselves atheist. They have no belief in anything, or maybe agnostic. But something happened after COVID-19. I guess the fear of death, seeing many people die, being locked down, depression, anxiety, all these things started bringing spirituality and the questions about life in the forefront of that age demographic. So I believe that there is a window open right now for the younger generation, those that are saved, that are in Christ in their 20s, to really bring hope to your peers. But you got to see yourself that way, right? The Bible says that Jesus saved us for good works. We're saved by grace through faith, right? We don't earn it. We can't earn it. It's impossible. But that we're saved for good works, for we are his workmanship. So it's good to have my Gen Zers on today. Uh, if you know, if, if you've been following us on this podcast, this is uh, Minister South Pacheco's children. All three of them are in Christ. Um, they also have taken Pastor Span's spiritual warfare boot camp. So they're getting into the deeper things of God, which is great. So I want them to introduce themselves. You can say something short, doesn't have to be extensive. Uh, I'm going to start with Elijah, ladies first. This is uh, Brother Sal's daughter, Elijah. Say hello.
1: Hello. My name's Elijah. Um, I'm from California. I'm 23 years old, and I work in the medical field.
0: Amen. Amen. And Enrique, which is Brother Sal's oldest. My name's Enrique.
2: I'm 25, from California as well. Uh, telecom technician, you know, just doing what I got to do to keep going.
0: Amen. And Mateo,
3: welcome. I'm uh, I'm Mateo. I'm 20 years old. I live here in California as well. And uh, I actually work construction with uh, Brother Sal. All
0: right. Good. Good. Amen. So it's good to have them on. They're all in the Gen Z age bracket and they're all in Christ. Praise the Lord. That is a good thing. That is actually a very blessed thing because when I was 25 and 20 and all that, I was far out there. But thanks be to God, he saved me and showed me the light as well, showed me myself that I needed to be saved. So I want to start with Elijah, and then we'll work from Elijah to Enrique and Mateo. And I'll just basically question it one time. I'll, I'll just say the question one time. Elijah, how long have you been walking with Jesus Christ? Committedly, committed.
1: Committedly, I would say about a year.
0: Okay, good.
1: Um. I did get baptized in 2017, but I had rough patches since then. So I would say committedly for about a year.
0: Okay. All right. And Enrique. I,
2: I would say about the same thing. You know, I got baptized after high school, you know, working with my dad. You know, he was he was leading me to Christ, but I was still, you know, doing whatever I was doing, you know, worldly activities and whatnot. But I got saved, I got real strong, and then I kind of just dropped off, lost my focus, you know, went wayward. And my dad hit me up about Vincent Spann's class and he was like, Hey man, it's going to change your life. You need to take this. Mm-hmm. So I took and I think this class really, really brought me back to where I need to be as far as my walk with Christ and where I need to be at.
0: Amen. And Mateo.
3: Yeah. You know, pretty much the same thing. I'll, um, I actually got baptized by Enrique and brother Sal, in my freshman year of high school. And I was actually doing pretty good for a while. And then just everything, everything that was surrounding me, all of the, all of the high school activities, I just got caught up and I've been walking with Christ seriously, probably as of the last six months, uh, from taking this class with the uh, Vincent Spann. Okay. It's, it's, it's really helped me, uh, understand and learn a lot, quite a bit of stuff.
0: Amen. Amen. And so you guys are basically saying hey I've committed to Christ the last year by year and a half like really committed now I'm I'm walking with Christ I'm taking up that cross and even if it if I drop it I'm picking it up and I'm still following because we Correct. tend to drop it at times <laughs> this is this is not you know sometimes following Jesus is not easy that's why we need the Holy Spirit right we do tend to Want to drift the the battles of the flesh, the battles against demons, the battle against the world, right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That is the, the three front warfare. So we definitely understand that. But you guys are now fully in. You guys are ready for the Lord to use you. And that's what He wants to do because you have a whole generation of your peers. And obviously, you got friends that are not saved that they can't see, they're blind, right? But the Lord has saved you and filled you with his spirit so you can actually go get them right you have to look at it that way you're going you have to go get them right now there's tactics to that right i know uh with pastor spans class he taught he taught you a lot about tactics because he's a military guy and these are the, the plans of action in the spirit that we want to actually implement to win souls those who win souls are wise right so we need the holy spirit's wisdom to do that so, Elijah, starting with you and then Enrique and Mateo, how did you know that Jesus was calling you into a deeper walk in this season?
1: I think the first time I knew that he was calling me was when um, I have actually almost died a few times. Um, and I think me not dying and giving the ch- given the chance to continue living, I think that was him calling me and saying, you know, like, I've g- I'm giving you chances. I'm giving you chance after chance. Like, you need to come to me. You need to like get right. You need to do better. Um. So I think, I think the multiple times that I've actually almost died is him calling me.
0: Wow. Amen. Enrique.
2: Yeah. So um, I would say it's just, for me, it was, all, all this stuff going on around us, you know, in the political sphere, in the in the economic sphere, and the in just the world sphere of what's going on, all these bad things happening, all these prophecies being fulfilled, you know, all this end time, all this end time sign, all these end time signs that we're seeing, God was like, Hey, you got baptized, you said you gave your life to me. So you're seeing all this stuff going, going on. You see all this prophecy and what I said in my word going on, being, being that the end times are coming and they're here, I believe, but it was pretty much, Hey, you're either seeing these signs and you're not going to believe, and you're just going to, you're just going to leave me, or you're going to see these signs and, and you're going to have to get right. Cause there's only, there's only two options and you can only pick one. And my dad brought that class up to me with Vincent span. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's time to just fully commit. It's time to just
3: jump into the warfare and start saving souls, man. Amen, brother.
0: Amen. And Mateo.
3: Yeah. You know, it's uh it's, it's pretty much the same thing for me. Like for like prior to taking the class, I, I called myself a Christian, but I, I was living carnally. I wasn't living, I wasn't living how I, how, how I should have been. But, uh, Yeah, pretty much Sal, like uh, brother Sal, just always like showing me, showing me what's really going on and how I should live my life. And then prior to taking the class, I just felt this conviction over me of all this stuff I had done and saying, saying I had given my life to Christ, but I wasn't walking in it. I wasn't living the right way. And it was just a, it was just a conviction that drove me to, drove me to want to take the class and want to do right.
0: Amen, brother. That is that right there. That's it because conviction of sin actually leads us to repentance but also leads into, leads us into greater relationship with Jesus because we want he wants clean vessels especially now where many are Christians and they're compromising you know and that's the that's the that's the sign of the lukewarm church right revelation chapter yeah. 3 that's the last church right of the the age is the lukewarm i'm going to vomit you out my mouth church right so he's looking for people that are going to be on fire, that are going to be committed, not even perfect people, but they're committed and they're willing to be set apart for his ways. And you see in the Bible that nobody that the Lord used was perfect. Okay. Um, it's not some mountaintop experience where you're in perfection. The only one that was perfect was Christ, but by his grace, we go and we bring the truth to people. And as we live a lifestyle set apart in this world, that is different. People start asking questions, especially in your age group. So that's great that you know you've you've seen that call. You've you you've felt that tug. Now you know for individual callings. You know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's gifts. God gives us all gifts. Or you or you have gifts. Or you brothers and sisters, you guys have gifts. What have you been seeing the Spirit showing you? with your individual calling, Elijah.
1: I believe um it's been showing me um helping people and um also through the class with Vincent ben, he he said that he got a word from God that I'm I'm good with words. I'm a good speaker and um I would be a good speaker to help people come to Christ a um, good writer and So I believe helping people as in like the medical field um, way and also speaking and writing.
0: Okay. And those are great gifts there too. How has he been, um, have you been implementing since the class? Have you been implementing some of those gifts? Have you been walking out, stepping out in faith and basically going out there and seeing that the Holy Ghost is with you? to uh speak and write how have you been implementing that as of late
1: I've been I've been really trying to figure out how to use that um I do have a journal that I keep to myself um mm-hmm. it's just between me and god you know um my dad tries to tries to read it sometimes but I don't let him <laughs> <laughs> but um I do write stuff down like my thoughts um prayers I do write down dreams that I have um but I'm still trying to figure out how to use my gifts that he's given me. Okay. And
0: Enrique, how has uh, the spirit been showing you your individual calling your assignment? What he has specifically for you. Right.
2: So Vincent Spann had asked this question uh, on the last meeting we had for the class and what I believe God is calling me to do. And what is showing me is, I really need to get out of, out of my comfort zone. So what I've noticed is I I don't really like talking to new people. I kind of have to be around you for a certain period of time before I actually want to talk to someone. So what I've been doing with that is uh, there's a certain spot in, in Paso Robles where my dad lives Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and you pull up to the stoplight and there's always homeless people on the corner. So I'll, I'll have food. I'll have waters. I'll be like, Hey brother, here you go. God bless you. You know, I hope everything goes well. I'm praying for you. You know, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. You know, stuff like that. Just trying to start conditioning myself to to get out of that comfort zone that I I don't know if I've built up in myself or or what have you. But you know, uh, as far as gifts goes, I I do believe God has given me the gift of understanding. I can I can read scripture and and start reading real deep into it Mm -hmm. and start understanding different messages that, that most people don't see. Or uh, I've noticed that when people talk to me about their problems and issues, I can start, I can understand what's happening behind the scenes and I'll talk to them and be like, Oh man, like I never really thought about that. That's true. Yeah. So I think my gift from God has been really deep understanding Mm -hmm. But I think what he's really working on me right now with is getting out of my comfort zone, so I can actually preach the gospel to people. You know what I mean? Because that's that's my job as a as a Christian, as a servant of Christ, is to preach the gospel and preach Christ and get the the masses saved. So I've been trying I've been trying to get out of my comfort zone and start start pushing myself forward when my mind
0: really doesn't want to. Amen. Amen. That is a battle. That's the battle that most of us fight. Is you know opening our mouths right and sharing the faith sharing the word um and we'll definitely double back towards the ending of the program uh about that we just had a a, a conference recently you know with young adults much younger than you guys though but young people where we were showing them how to share the gospel even sometimes with just tracks and handing somebody somebody a new testament you know or a book of john something as simple as that breaks some ice a little bit right So uh, we'll definitely double back at the ending of the show. But uh, Mateo, how has God been showing you your callings, your gifts in the spirit? And what do you think God is calling you to do individually, your assignment?
3: Yeah, so for um, just like Enrique said, uh, Pastor Span had asked us this question. And my response was that I believe that I'm a, that I'm a foot soldier for the Lord. You know what I mean? Like I'm here to I'm here to just help as many people as I can and just fight the fight the battle for those people that don't really that don't really understand what is going on around us and what like what what kind of times we're in and stuff like that you know what I'm trying to say so Mm -hmm. and for my individual calling I just think that I think that one thing that has been revealed to me is that I gotta I gotta help save my family you know what I mean like my, my siblings, there's a lot of people in my family that are, that are, say they know Christ, but are not saved. Yeah. So I want to, I really want to bridge that gap and just help my family and just let it be known that Jesus our Savior is here for us.
0: Amen. Amen. I mean, uh, it's just, it's a blessing that, you know, you guys are really in tune with that. You, you guys are asking the right questions and you guys are seeking the Lord to find that out because your individual assignment, there's going to be others coming into the kingdom with within that individual assignment. It's all Christ in us, right? He expands, we decrease, he increases. And what happens is even as you walk, you start walking out your assignment and it becomes clearer to you, you'll start crossing paths with others. And that's how the body gets put together, right? The word says that we're living stones being put together together as a spiritual house for God, right? So you're going to be running, you know, and this leads into my next question. You're going to be running into other believers, whether a little older, young or your age group, a younger or your age group that you'll be, uh, you'll be working with to advance the kingdom, right? We don't have all the gifts. Uh, The one that had all the gifts was Christ. That's it. Even if you're, uh, uh, you know, this, I do believe that there is apostles, right? In in the body of Christ right now, and even them, while they can move in the fivefold ministry gifts, you guys know the five about the fivefold ministry gifts, right? Um, it, it they don't exercise that all at the same time, right? Only Jesus did. So you're gonna need other Christians with different gifts to complement your assignment, as you complement their assignment, because it's all about Christ. We come together, we advance His kingdom with different spiritual gifts. So that leads into my next question. What are you guys seeing with other Christians in your particular age group? From that age group of 18 through 29, that Gen Z, when people when, when you hear your peers say, hey, I'm a Christian, are you seeing that being lived out in their life? What are you seeing in your generation that is hypocrisy, that's hypocritical, but that also they can be, there's potential there. There's a, there's a, there's a seed there that needs to be watered. What are you seeing in your generation right now, Elijah?
1: So what I'm seeing right now is, um, there are a lot of people, um, like with social media and stuff who are Christian and, um, it's, I believe it's like. You can say you're a Christian, which I did a long time. I said, oh, I'm Christian. I'm. Uh, it's like, you say it, but you don't act it, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, and what I see a lot is people claiming to be Christian, but they claim to always be better than others. And it's the hypocrisy part is um, claiming to be Christian, but don't want to help others. Get to where they should be with you, like, um, walking with you, or even showing them and speaking to them about what they do. Which, um, I can say for myself. Uh, I've spoken to a few friends, but I've never actually like wanted. I've never actually like made it a point to help them. You know what I'm seeing. What, what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say. Yes. So, um, there's. I see a lot on social media, like people say, oh, I'm Christian, but they'll be listening to like um, music they'll, that they shouldn't be listening to. They're watching movies that they shouldn't be watching, um, just stuff like that. And um, especially in social media, there's a big Christian community. But once I feel like once you get into the social media aspect of it, you start like you start changing to worldly acts. Um, and I actually, I see this, I see, I follow this girl on um, TikTok. And she is a Christian, she was like posting videos of herself and like bikinis and stuff. And she actually, she actually deleted everything that she had on there. And she changed and everybody was like, Oh, you think you're too good because you're Christian, you think um, you know, everything you think that people who show their body are just bad people. And so I, I believe in the Christian community of younger gender of our generation is, um, like you can be a Christian, but you can still do worldly things is what I'm trying to say. That's what they believe. Um, and if, if you don't do it, you're like, you're too good. You're too good to be in our group or, um, I just, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're a Christian in our generation, you, that means you, you hate everybody. Like, as you said, LGBTQ, you hate them. Um, you're racist, you're this and you're that. And it's like, that's not what any of that means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And Enrico and, and Enrique, like what has, you know, in your in your experience and dealing with people in your age group, you know, friends, even family in your age group, but also just people you see at work every day, what have you seen, right, with people that call themselves Christians or believers in Christ? Um, what have you seen in this generation, in your age group from 18 through 29?
2: It's, it's pretty much the same thing that Elijah said, you know, there's there's a lot of hip, hypocrisy, you know, I, I was living hypocritical like that for a while. And, but one thing I have noticed is people who say they're Christian or claim they believe in God, when, when it comes down to someone really asking them like, hey, do you really believe in God, like, or or like an atheist or someone's going to question them, like, there's no God, these people will really stand stand their ground and say yes there's a god yes i believe in god they may not they may not live it they may not walk with christ the way they should be walking but they won't they 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 refuse to deny christ you know what i'm saying yeah so i think i think it comes down to they just need they just need help and guidance they need someone who who's walking the, the walk with christ who's walking down that straight and narrow path to really just grab hold of them and be like, "Hey, this is the way you should be walking. You should just leave those winding roads aside. You should leave that broad way aside, and mm-hmm. come here, right?" And I've noticed even with those who aren't saved in my generation, you're they're, you're either someone who's just downright crazy, you know, all this LGBTQ stuff, all this crazy stuff going on. You either believe that wholeheartedly, and you'll and you'll go protesting and marching. Or you completely disagree with it, disagree with it all. I've met a lot of people that, that just will not bend the knee to to these new social norms.
0: Amen. So are I think there's a lot the of You're seeing yeah, the
2: yep. So so there's a lot of people my age and and a little bit younger than me that are they're just prime they're just prime for for receiving the gospel because they saw what happened. You know, during COVID, they saw what's going on, and they see what's going on in the political sphere. They're seeing what's going on in the economic sphere. They're seeing what's going on around the world, and they really don't want to buy into all this stuff. But no one's shown them an outlet away yeah. from it. And and I believe that's that's prime that's prime grounds for preaching the gospel. Someone that doesn't want to buy into the system but doesn't have anywhere else to go.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: Can I
1: can I add something? Absolutely. I I also I want to add that um I do believe our generation um in order for them to believe it you have to prove it to them like they always need proof and it's um I feel like when you're trying to explain something to them they need proof or they just they just don't believe it at all.
0: Mm. So they they're a generation like Jesus says that needs a sign. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've seen that as well. I've seen that because they, you know, my generation just started realizing that every, like most generations before us have all been lied to about so many different things. So they're just saying, you know what? I'm not going to believe anybody until you show me that it's true.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. And Mateo, what, what, like from your standpoint, your friends, your peers, what have you seen people that, with people that say that they do believe in the Lord, but yet, they're nominal Christians. Some of them are hypocrites, lukewarm. Have you seen that? Like, what is your take on that?
3: Yeah, you know, definitely. um Especially, especially, I feel like nowadays it's it's far and far and few between to find a real Christian who is actually walking with Christ. You know, actually living how they're supposed to and all this stuff. But a lot of them, like for example, at my high school, I. I didn't know one person that that said that they were actually Christian. You know what I mean? Wow. It's just, it just wasn't, it's not, it's not as bold as it should be. And there's not many people that I know of that are actually true Christians besides people I see all the time. Like, for example, Enrique and Elijah, Sal, stuff like that. And uh, can I hear that question one more time, please? I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah, no worries. It's basically how does... In your generation, you being a twenty-year-old in Generation Z, how are you seeing your peers? Those that say they believe in Christ, how are you seeing they live? How are you seeing their lifestyles carried out? You know, are they living in Christ, or are, are they nominal, hip- hypocritical, or just lukewarm?
3: Yeah, so pretty much for for people that I know that claim to be Christian, they're they're all uh, hip- hypocritical. If I could be honest, they're not they're not really living the way they should be, you know, like, uh, they'll, they, they say they're a Christian, you know, they'll, they'll repost all these quotes of of scripture on their, on their social medias. And then the next few posts, you see they're at a party or they're, they're on a date or they're exploiting themselves on the internet in some way, posting, posting pictures of their body. And it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty nasty. What's, what's going on with, with the people that, I know of, you know, that are pretty close that are local to my area that I know of. Yeah. Like all there's I'm I'm sure there's there's some out there that are that are right and that are actually walking with Christ, but I haven't I haven't met them yet. Um I'm still waiting.
0: And you know, starting with Elijah, this is now we're you know, we're just letting the spirit flow. Like this just came to me. Are do you see yourself as one that is called to these people where they might have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, right? Do you see yourself as one, like you just say, I'm a good writer, I'm a good speaker, then that means that you have some gifts of, you might have some gifts of discipling people and showing them the scripture um, and showing them this is why Jesus said who he was. This is why this is that important, right? Do you see yourself individually as a person, as a woman of God that God has called and raised up for this generation, for the people we're talking about right now.
1: So you're asking um, if I would be able to like go up and speak to them about it.
0: Yeah. If, if you see yourself that way, are, are you at a point in your, in your walk where you're seeing yourself as saying, Hey, there's a harvest here, right? There's people that are saying mm-hmm. that they believe in the Lord, but yet they're, they're walking contrary they have a seed planted in them, obviously, because they're just saying, I believe. Mm-hmm. How can I water that seed and bring them, like Enrique said, into the narrow road and getting them off the broad road?
1: I believe I believe right now I'm I'm pretty 50 50 about it. You know, I'm I'm kind of like my brother, how I just I'm I'm like a introvert mixed with an extrovert. Um sometimes I do get nervous about talking to people because like nowadays it's like, Oh my gosh, should I talk to them? Should I not talk to them? Um, If I do talk to them, will I say the wrong thing or will, you know, it's, it's just um, it's for me, it's 50, 50. I do, I do believe I can talk to people. I do believe I can, um, you know, get them to, to come with me and we can work together to walk on the straight and narrow. But the other half is like, it's, um, I don't know if it's just like I'm scared, or I'm just I don't want to say the wrong thing, or um, uh, I so I, I believe it's just fifty fifty for me. But I am trying to work up um, the courage to actually do that because I do know it's 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 a big part of your walk to try to be able to talk with your brothers and sisters.
0: Amen, Enrique. Do you see yourself? I mean, you you gave a good uh, response with saying that, hey, I can see people standing for God and for Christ, but their living is contrary, right? So when they get met with the, oh, I'm an atheist, or they have these debates of there is a God with other people, they're standing firm on, yes, there is a God, right? So like I said, there's a seed there, something's there to work with, right? You're not starting from scratch. So a watering, right? Uh, uh, A replanting of truth and getting them off of that broad road and walking the narrow road that leads to life. Do you see yourself right now as somebody that God has risen up to go after these people? Yes, I do. Amen. I do believe that. Praise you know,
2: because really that's that's a really big part, as my sister said, of of the Christian's life is to save those who, who don't know anything about God, you know, to bring Jesus Christ and salvation to these people who don't know God at all but it's also to make sure that we that we as christians as brothers and sisters in christ are also keeping each other in line you know what i mean the church is is regulating itself to keep everybody moving in the same direction which is which is christward upward
3: mm-hmm. so
2: i do, i do see myself as somebody who who if i see another person you know arguing or debating and and they say they believe in god but not really living it i see myself as someone who could really bring truth to that person and say, hey, I do understand you believe in God. I do understand you you won't back down when someone tells you there's not a God. But I'm here to show you that the true God wants you to live this way.
0: Yes. Amen. And Mateo, what do you see in yourself right now? What has God deposited in you to be called up in this generation to go after people that might be lukewarm, a little nominal, maybe, you know, playing around with sin. I mean, we know that we're supposed to go to the lost. That's that's Jesus's command, right? Go to all, right? All nations, right? Disciple them, teach them what I've commanded you, all nations. But now we're talking about people that are, they say, hey, I, I believe in the Lord. I'm a Christian, but yet they're living contrary. Um, but they might stand for, hey, I believe in God, but they're not living that way. How do you, Mateo, see yourself in this generation with this opportunity to be able to water some seeds, maybe replant. Yeah.
3: So, um, so I think, I think one of the, one of the main components of that is just to be fearless is just to not be scared. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, um, just like Enrique and Eliza were saying, I get, I get pretty nervous sometimes when it's talking to random people and stuff like that. And especially about, especially about, um, especially about Christ. But I think, I think that, that one thing is God is showing me is that I just need to stop, stop worrying about it, stop being scared, and just go and just let just, uh, just go and start talking to him and just let him know what's really going on. You know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, even even if you even if you take one soul, that's a that's a win. Yeah. Even even if you fail three times previously, you and and you take one that that's a win. You know, and uh. You just you just can't be afraid to fail because that's the only way that you're going to learn and go forward. You know what I mean?
0: Amen. That's true. So that's that's pretty much what I think. Stepping out the boat. Right. Peter sunk, but at least he stepped out. (laughs) Everybody else was stuck frozen. Yeah. Jesus was a spirit, but he stepped out. He said, Lord, if it's you call me, I'll go. So, you know, that's his testimony in the New Testament. Right. Um. You know, now we're going, now we're just going to let the spirit flow. Like I said, you know, what do you see in your generation? Because we're focusing on that 18 to 29, right? There's a harvest there. I do believe that in my, in my own heart, I do see that God has shown me that. Um, I believe there is a Joshua generation he's raising up. And even if, when we leave this world, if he should tarry, you guys will go in and inherit that land because, we see where the where the world is going. It's embracing sodomy. It's embracing things that are that are just downright evil, right? And even just saying that people think we're evil, so we're in that generation that they'll call good. They'll evil. call evil good and good evil, right? So we're there. We're here already. But what are you seeing with questioning of the Bible, right? Like people saying that the Bible is not true, so. Are you Are you guys, I'm going to reframe this, are you all, starting with Elijah, are you committed to forms of understanding why the Bible is true and being able to explain that to people? Because that's a big attack with the 20-year-olds now, right? The Bible has been written by man. It's been copied over this amount of times. How do you know it's real, right? Are you, how are you right now, how are you willing to be able to answer those questions?
1: I actually just saw a video about that um where a woman was saying why would the bible be real it's been translating so many times it's been rewritten so many times and um I think my response to that would be the only the only way it's been rewritten is from language to language it's like translating mm-hmm. um or they just make it easier for the younger generation to read it um So I, I, I believe my response to that would be it's, it's the only way it's changed is its language and, and made it, it, they made it easier for the younger generation to read it or made it easier for anyone to actually read it.
0: Okay. Enrique. So I,
2: I, I've been through this before with someone where. They said they believed in God, but they didn't really believe the Bible all that much because it was written by man. You know, I mm-hmm. just believe I, I have to be a good person and, and God's going to let me into heaven. And they said, well, why, why do I have to believe in the Bible completely if it was just written by a bunch of dudes? <laughs> and I I just hit him with his own logic. I was like, well, how how do you know that what you know about anything is true? Because everything you were taught was written in a book by a dude. Mm-hmm. I said but but really if if you truly believe in the God of the Bible you would understand that God is mighty and he is all powerful there's no way he's going to allow his word to be misconstrued and, and and changed over the years God is God is almighty he's all powerful and if and if God is really using his scriptures to bring people to salvation he's not going to allow that to change and then you got other people that bring up crazy stories in the Bible and all this, you know, like, oh, how could Jonah be swallowed by a fish? And how could this happen? How could a woman be t- turned into salt, You know, but really, it's what I've noticed when people say that is they're just at that point, they don't want to hear the gospel. So they're just trying to shut you up yeah. by saying, hey, this is this is all impossible and you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So at that point, I just I I, you just have to tell them like, hey, you either believe in Jesus Christ or you don't. And there's there's only two places to go when you die. Yeah. It's either it's either your spirit departs from your body, you know, absent from the body present with the Lord. Or you go to the because we're all going to go to the judgment throne, right? You go to the judgment throne and you either hear, you're either here. You're either going to hear Jesus say, hey, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or you're going to hear depart from me, I never knew you. And that's what it's going to boil down to. So I think people, when they try to discredit the Bible by saying all this extra stuff, I think they were just told that by different people, you know, college professors, atheist friends, parents, what have you. And they're just programmed to say all these things when they really don't know what they're talking about.
0: Wow. And Mateo, what have you been seeing with people trying to refute the word of God, the Bible itself? Saying that it was written by a man because that's we see that a lot, especially especially in the in the, the Gen Z generation. I mean adults, yep. mean, but in, in this generation is like the Bible this. I mean, it will you get so many different type of angles that they're trying to shut us down. How are you overcoming that? And what do you you know, what do you say uh to people that
3: say that to you? Yeah. So the the first thing that comes to mind when I think about that is. How come, how come it's the only, it's the only book that people question so much. And it's also, it's also like, um, in the sixties and stuff, been taken out of schools and they've, they've taken a uh, like small pocket sized new testaments out of hotel rooms. And how come it's like the main target for how come, how come it's a main target and how come it's disappearing so fast if it's, if it's not true and if it's not, if it's not truly God's word, you know what I mean? So it's a, it's, it's obviously a, a big target for the enemy. And they're, they're, they're doing all this, you know, just to, just to fight over the book that they say is not real and, and doesn't, doesn't hold any weight when it, it really, it really truly does because they, um, they're, they're showing how, how the power it has and, and the, and the power it holds uh, within the word of God, because people are, it's a, like I said, it's just a main target and they want to, they want to destroy it. So if it, if it wasn't, if it wasn't uh, true and if it wasn't powerful, then it would just be like any other lie nowadays and it would just carry on about its business and be forgotten, but it's not.
0: Amen. Amen. I mean, that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing a direct attack on truth, uh, particularly the word of God, the Bible itself, right? You throw the Bible out, then, Hey, you can make your own God up in your own mind. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Drink and hang out. And, you know, party, fornicate and do all that other stuff. And he still loves me, you know, and he wants to save me. And I I said a prayer, so I'm saved, you know, but that, and this is what we're seeing right now, you know, it's good that you guys see that. Um, And then for my last question, before I open it up and want you guys to share your heart, how are you serving others in this season so that they can see Christ in you? See, Jesus came to serve, right? He was God. Came down in the flesh, came down from this heavenly throne to be a how are you right now serving people so they can see Christ in you?
1: Um am I first?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Um so I believe um what I'm doing to serve others is um praying for them. I even in my head. So, um, I work in the medical field, so it's, it's not allowed for us to be talking about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, usually I, I just pray over my patients. They don't, they don't know it. Um, but yeah. I pray over them to heal them and help them feel better. Um, and I did work in a pediatric office and we did have to give them, um, immunization shots and it was required that we had to give them a uh, covid vaccine so um i would tell my dad i actually talked to about him with this like they're a baby like why would i like why would i do that to them you know it's um if i'm not taking it myself why would i give it to somebody who doesn't even know that they're getting it and he was telling me you know just you're you're not their you're not their parent so you can't you can't make that decision for them he's like so all you can do is just pray for them so every time that i would have to do that i would pray for the baby i would um like i would i would just pray for the baby i would ask god to protect them and and you know keep them healthy make them healthy if they weren't um and even uh for like people my age i i do pray for them like my friends I do pray for them. Um, I ask God to to open their eyes. I ask God to help actually have me help me be more um, open with them about God and talk to them more about God because I do um, so, so, like sometimes I, I just don't do it at all. And I feel like that's bad on my part. As a Christian woman, I should be able to open up to my friends and be able to talk about God with them but I do pray for them. I do. Um, I feel like when I walk into, into a place, um, people can feel my, my energy, like my positive energy. And it's sometimes it does make them mad a lot because I've had, I've received bad energy from others when they just, I can feel that they get annoyed with my presence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's it.
0: Okay. So you're, you're, you're interceding for many right now. You're in prayer for people, you're interceding for them. Um Mateo, what are you how are you serving others in this season so that they can see Christ in you?
3: Yeah, so um just to just to start off with um prayer, you know. Okay. I uh pretty much pretty much pray for every every single person I know, you know what I mean? whether it whether it's whether it's for something small or for something large you know I just try and just try and do everything I can to just to help them by by giving them a a little piece of my prayer time and uh, also just like just to have the helpful like just to be helpful to people too, like um me and me and brother Sal are always at Home Depot getting uh, getting parts and materials and stuff like that. And yeah, every yeah. time I see someone like loading something up heavy into their truck, and it's just them, you know, like they're they're loading a whole stack of plywood into their truck by themselves. They've probably been there for thirty minutes already, and they're sweating. I mean, I would I always 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 give them time to go over there, go over there and help them out, you know, and just just spread the wealth and just be be kind to people.
0: Man, that's, that's a good, good opportunity to give them a gospel, give them a trap. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, and just give give them a quick word, and just tell them, you know, like, hey, like they're like, just pretty much, just pretty much tell them, like, you know, help them out, give them a quick word, and just say, hey, man, Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you, man. It's just, it's, it's, uh, He's been waiting for you. It's time. It's time to go, man.
0: Amen. Amen. Matteo, what what have you been doing in this season? How have you been serving others so that they can see Christ in you? right so i'm sorry uh, i'm sorry sorry. yeah yeah.
2: so i i mentioned this earlier about you know when i'm at a stoplight and i see a homeless person Mm -hmm. or or you know there's you know there's a lot of drug addicts there at that one stoplight that i that i'm usually at to go to my parents house Mm -hmm. you know a a lot of times i'll have waters in my truck i'll Mm -hmm. have food i'll have gatorades you know what have you especially on hot days i for sure have cold drink cold drinks in the cooler in the back and I'll just stop. And when I get stopped at that stop line, I'm like, hey, come here. So I'll call them over. I'll give them waters. I'll give them food. And, you know, I, I don't really give give out money just because I don't I don't want them, you know, if they are drug addicts or not yeah. to go and, you know, continue on their their binge. But Absolutely. most of the time it's it's food and water, because I know everybody everybody needs that, especially if, you know, you're living at the river bottom and homeless it's it i know i understand it's a hard life so i don't i i try to always call them over when i get stopped hey come here man you know jesus loves you you know god loves you do you believe, do you believe in god you should if you don't jesus christ is the way he's the salvation here's some waters brother here's some food god bless you i'm praying for you you know just st- stuff like that mostly is what i've been doing just just working with some homeless people
0: absolutely How do you, uh, and then for the last question, um, how do you you guys right now sense the spirit leading you to go deeper in this life? Uh, For example, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are you guys seeking that for yourselves? Because there's something that happens when we're baptized in the spirit. We go from having a and understanding we're saved, obviously we're sealed in the spirit, right? We're sealed unto the day of redemption. That's what it says in Ephesians chapter two, verse two, I believe verse two and three, but then there's something that empowers us. There's something that there's a stirring in us. Jesus says, rivers of living water will flow out of your belly, right? And that happens when you get baptized with the spirit, there's a fire, right? That comes upon you. That's that you're, you have a zeal. You have a zeal for the things of God, right? You can kind of see that with people. You can see that zeal. There's something about that person, that man or woman, that they got something, they got a fire, right? Are you guys seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You know, I believe that that is the game, that, that, is, that is what changes, that is what changes our walk from understanding the gospel, sharing, you know, doing some, some things in the Lord. But when we get baptized in the spirit and he comes upon us, it's like a, a pouring an outpouring. That's when like, you stretch your hand out and people get healed. Devils come out. Your words hold, they hold more weight than what they are. And you start really seeing the book of acts operating through your life. You see that changes the whole spectrum of, of, what we're in as a people, as God's people. are you seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this season?
1: I I am. I I really I really would like to be more um, in contact with him. I I do seek a relationship with him. I do want to mend my relationship with him. Um, so I am.
0: Well it's mended already because you said I, I'm committed. So it's mended, right? You're you're in it's mended, right? You're not living in sin, you're not practicing sin. You yeah. all fall short every day in different ways, but it's practicing sin, right? We're not practicing sinners, so it's mended, but now is to go deeper, right? You were up to the ankles, up to the knees. Now you're you're swimming, you're in mm-hmm. the deep end, you know. Are you seeking that baptism of the Holy Ghost? I am, amen. Enrique. Yes, I am. You
2: know, uh, every every morning, every night I I get on my knees to pray. I'm always asking, hey, Lord, take me deeper. Amen. I want to go deeper. I want to be filled with your Holy Ghost. I want to be able to do what the apostles and disciples did in the book of Acts. I want to be able to walk past people and and them touch my garment and they get healed. I want to be able to pray for someone right now and they get healed. I want to be able to pray for someone right now and the devil goes and they get saved right now. You know, I want to be able to walk in that. And you know, after after doing different fasts and whatnot, I've I've some for some reason I felt I felt like there was going to be a breakthrough. There was like there's just that little bit more. And I God didn't speak this to me, but in my mind, I was thinking there's something that there's something that I'm missing there's something that God still needs to work on me with in order for me to get over that threshold and get filled with the Holy ghost and be baptized in the Holy ghost.
0: Amen. Praise God. I'll be praying for you for that brother. Cause it is, uh, it is a, an amazing thing. Um, I don't think I would even be here, uh, talking to you. if I didn't get touched with the Holy ghost initially coming out of what I came out of drugs, womenizing violence mindset, you know? So, but when I first got saved, he touched me with it, with, with the power, right? I was already saved on this to the gospel. I was a sinner. I needed to be saved. But then all of a sudden the power came and I was a different person. I stopped smoking pot. I mean, that was, I was smoking weed for like 15 years. You know, I was addicted for 15 years. That's not, you don't just stop that cold Turkey from one day to another that's supernatural. Right. So there's supernatural right. things that happen. And the, in the beginning, I didn't speak in tongues, but then, When I got to another uh, church that I was part of, they actually laid hands on me again, and then I spoke in a different language. So I think there was some multiple infillings that we see in the book of Acts, right? The book of Acts gives us the blueprint of how the Holy Spirit operates in the lives of God's people, of the Lord's people, to empower them, to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. And that's what they were doing. They started in Jerusalem, Samaria, right, Judea, and then straight out to the nations right so yeah how do you you know are you seeking that baptism in the holy spirit right now
3: uh yes definitely yes um you know i uh from from taking uh vincent span's class you know you you hear the you hear the stories you hear the stories he uh he talks about and the the stuff he's able to do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's uh it's just god's miraculous power that's all it is and it's Absolutely. It's um, it's making me want to want to take the next step. You know what I mean? Like it's making me want to want to progress, and it's a goal that I'm I'm moving toward, and that I'm uh I'm I want to accomplish, and I I am going to accomplish.
0: Amen. And by God's grace, praise God. I want to open it up now. And just you know, doesn't have to be in order. Like you know, what do you guys in your what do you guys want to share in your heart for those you know that want to hear that are going to hear this later in your age group. Um, even the older generation like myself, even older than me that are Christians that might see the younger generation and be like, well, man, they're crazy, all this gay stuff, transgender stuff. You know, what do you want to share on your heart before we close out in prayer? Anybody can go if you guys want to.
2: Well, I just want to say that, uh, you know, for those for those younger Christians and, you know, my age group and, and younger than me. It's it's OK after you get saved, if if you're not, you know, completely perfect, you know, you come to Jesus as you are and he is going to do the cleaning from inside you. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is going to clean you from the inside out. So don't worry, you know, if if you make a mistake, if you do something small and now and now like you're convicted and you're like, oh, no, like, I can't believe I've done this you know, that's a good sign. God is convicting you of, of, of what you've done. That's a good sign. Yes. You know what I mean? So, so don't, don't, don't slip up and then decide, well, I slipped up. I'm just going to, you know, do my own thing. Cause I, I, I've done that for a long time and now I'm 25, you know, and, and getting right back into it, you know, having to start from square one again and again, just if you slip up, you know, you sin, you do something that that God's convicting you of just repent of it. You know, father, God, I'm sorry. I did this. I pray to you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you would help me out, that you would clean me out from the inside. I repent of this. I'll never do this again. Lord. I love you. I praise you and I worship you. And, and you keep going about the father's business. You keep walking down that narrow path because that, that's really what the devil wants. The devil really wants you to slip up as a, as a young Christian, as a babe in Christ and he's really the Satan's really gonna put it on your mind like look what you've done, look what you've done. You say you're a Christian, and he's really just trying to get you to to, to go left and right and not straight. Yep. Yeah. And to those who who aren't saved but are interested in the gospel and Jesus Christ and in following the Lord in these last days, and you don't you don't subscribe to the the mental conditioning that this this modern world is putting upon us you know just open up the bible you know get get with some some christians get with some believers who can show you the way who can really disciple you and and bring you up in the ways of the lord and just just hunker down and and start reading your bible start um like i said getting with those christians who know the way already you know, and really just repent of your sins and and ask Jesus Christ to come and clean you out, you know, accept him as your Lord and Savior, and you shall be saved. Amen. And that's that's pretty much what, what it boils down to, and that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Amen.
1: Yeah, um, to add to that, I would like to also say, um, you know, sometimes you do believe that, you know, Oh, what if God doesn't want me? God doesn't love me because I did this, this, and this. Um, you're never too you're never too far gone to to come to God. Um, I used to believe that. I used to believe the things that I was doing. Oh, he's not gonna want me. He he doesn't love me anymore, he's he's never gonna love me because of what I've done. That's not true. Um, that's just something that the devil's putting in your mind to make you believe that that you're not worthy and that you don't deserve um, to have a relationship with your Lord. I do want you to, be, I do want you to know that it's never too late and, um, God, God has his arms wide open for you.
3: Praise God. Mateo? Yeah. So, uh, pretty much I want to finish it off by saying that, you know, that we are like, right, right now, as we speak, you know, we, I, I believe that we are in the end times and that we are in the times of lot and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's it's never been more important you know to to be about your father's business as that was one thing uh vincent span would always say it's it's never been more of an important time to be about your father's (laughs) business yes and uh also just to um just also for uh for some christians you know that we were talking about earlier, that maybe uh believe they they believe there's a god you know but they're not they haven't really taken the next step is just don't be afraid to open the bible you know, don't don't be afraid to open the Bible and uh, God God will speak. God will speak to you uh, through his word in the Bible. It's really, you just, just open it up and start reading and things will start coming to you. Amen. And Amen. just pray and repent. Praise God. That is the truth.
0: He will start speaking. He is a living God. He is not like the idols that don't speak, but he speaks. And he is seeking a relationship with all of us. But sin separates us from our God. And he is trying to breach that. And he's trying to bring that together and bridge that through the Lord Jesus Christ and His blood. So I just want to thank you so much, you guys. I mean, it's been a blessing to just hear of uh, where God has taken you, how how the course turned out as well. I would bless you, but also what He's doing right now, what He's showing you, what He how is He sanctifying you again, cleansing you, and really broadening broadening your mind to His kingdom, right? Because His kingdom is vast. Um, We are going to pray out, and I just want you guys to stay on as we uh, stop the recording, but I want you guys to stay on so we could talk afterwards. But uh, I just want to pray right now in the name of Jesus for everyone that's going to hear this podcast, young or old, in their 20s, Gen Z, Alpha, Boomers, wherever you at, wherever you fall, the Lord is after you. So Father God, we just thank you today for this time we committed to you, and we ask you in the name of Jesus. Lord, that those that have heard this, that have laid their ears on this, oh God, we pray that you touch them and prick their heart and reveal yourself to them, oh God, that you are the Savior, that you have what they need, that you are the forgiver of sins and the one that has granted them life, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for everyone that is listening to this, that has listened to this, and we pray that they may come to the knowledge of the truth, that they may come to the knowledge of repentance. And turning away from sin that they may follow you into eternal life. Because that is our destiny. If we are able to receive your grace, we pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So thank you everyone for joining us. This is biblical (laughs) prophecy and the state of the church. We will be uploading some more podcasts in this season. It's been a busy one. We've been doing a lot of outreaches. We are an outreach ministry. We are in the streets a lot in different places. So sometimes it's hard to get us to sit down and do some technical work and some over the airwaves ministry, but we're going to start doing that a lot more frequently. God bless you and see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.